Yes, let those 808s thump. Welcome back to the club. This is V6. I am your host, Barrett Dudley. This is the Club Cool Podcast brought to you by Grand X Media, currently hosted on the Grand X Labs feed. This is our podcast about style, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment, TV, music, all that type of stuff. We just dive into all of it and maybe try to find where some of it intersects and how it relates to one to one another. It's been a really good first five, five episodes. We've got another great one for you today. Last week, I did some TV talk, favorite TV shows so far of 2018, and I also broke rappers down into uh, to hierarchical tiers, and some kind of big stuff happened pretty much right after V5 aired. So let's let's just do a quick follow-up on those two things. I won't take too much time here, but you know, there were some important things that kind of added to what we talked about last week. So first of all, let's just pop right back into the TV. This is the succession finale aired on Sunday night. No spoilers here. Don't worry. If you haven't watched Succession though, you really, really need to because the finale did not let up for a single second. It was incredible, incredible television, and it just absolutely cemented this show as the best show of 2018. It will be really, really difficult for anything to top it, um, and you, it's definitely something that you should jump on. You know, I just, I, I'm using an HBO password uh, gifted to me by my parents right now, as I'm sure a lot of you do out there, but if I ever lose that thing, I, I'm going to buck up. That, that's $15 that I'm willing to spend. HBO is just putting out quality content, and I, I just I can't argue with it. That same night, Sharper Objects also released a new episode. And it was good, but I felt like I needed more. You know, I just, it didn't, there's only eight episodes of this limited series, and it just didn't quite advance enough story. And, you know, and I talked about how the mood of this show and the character drama is kind of like, what makes it good in the first place rather than the plot. But the fact is, we do have a baseline mystery that the show is trying to get to. And they really didn't get to it at all. They, did, they, they hardly touched on it. So I, th- I thought some of the tension buildup was, was very masterful in this episode. But it kind of made me feel like I... This is why it's hard to put shows on a list like the one I did last week before you've seen the entire season. So... The jury is still a little bit out on Sharper Objects. I'm looking forward to the next few episodes, but we'll see how it wraps up. So I just wanted to add that to our TV talk from last week. And then in the hip-hop game. So the kind of the basis of the questions that I was asking last week, I was wondering if the Travis Scott hype is just completely media-driven, if he's hot because... I'm being told he's hot right now. That's kind of why I got onto that topic in the first place. So within 48 hours of dropping Club Cool V5, Astroworld, the new Travis Scott album came out. Also within those 48 hours, Drake dropped the official video for In My Feelings, arguably the song of the summer. You know, I had I had been very very confident in saying that the new Biebs DJ Khaled song what a no-brainer 
had like just completely taken the throne and was the song of the summer. And then Drake dropped the video. And I, I think I'm flip-flopping again. I think it's still in my feelings. The video is incredible. It is a New Orleans showcase. You got Big Frida in there. You got the City Girls. You got Alvin Kamara. You got Drake wearing gold fronts and talking with a southern accent. You got Lala Anthony. It was just, it, it did so many things so incredibly well. Shiggy was in it dancing on, a, dancing on one of the New Orleans trolleys. It was so good. I think on Saturday night, I, we were, I was in Houston for White Linen Nights, hanging out with some friends. I think we watched the video like 12 times in a row. It, it's, it's incredible. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. But, it, but for me, this cemented Drake pretty much alone in that tier one. You know, he, he's just doing everything better than everybody else right now. The music is critically adored and also getting millions and millions of streams and listens and radio play. And there, there's just nobody that's, that's, that's really messing with him right now. Having said that, let's talk about the Travis album real, real quick. It's pretty good. I've listened to it twice now, and the thing that it does best is it starts off with just some absolute thumpers. And my attraction to hip-hop music, I would say the main reason why I like it so much is because I just like listening to beats that bang, man. Like, that's... That is... That's it, and that's, I mean, I you know, I love good lyricism, I, I, I like good melodies, but, I mean, I grew up with two 15-inch subs in the, back of, in the back of a Yukon, you know? Like, I'm here for the bumping bass and, like, the hot tracks and just the great beats that just kind of rock you to your core, and it starts off with several really, really good ones. I think Sicko Mode is kind of the highlight. Um seen a lot about sicko mode on social media so the album is good i think the second half is is not quite as good as the first and i'm not ready to say that the album is a classic yet but it was good and i think it solidly puts him on on that second tier just below drake uh one of my listeners corrected me i mentioned that travis has not or is not headlining any festivals and what that's only half right. He is at uh, Austin City Limits and Lollapalooza. He's kind of like a co-headliner. He's on that second line. So he's not one of the big three names kind of headlining each night, but he's right there as kind of like the co-headliner. on. So he's one of the big names at two major festivals this year. So I'm looking forward to seeing him put on a show at ACL. I've heard that his live shows are very lit. And so the album is fun. It's got great beats. I think it'll be a great show. I'm looking forward to seeing him. I also, I, I very briefly kind of added Migos to the conversation at the at the end last week. But two other names that I should have mentioned did, did not. One, very important, Cardi B is in this conversation. Everything she's touching right now is turning to gold. Music is all over the radio. I mean, she's running the risk of being oversaturated, to be honest. But she's definitely making hits, making waves, part of the cultural conversation. So she's she's on that list as well. And then I find it hard to mention her without mentioning Nicki Minaj as well. Uh, Cardi B obviously has the Queen's throne right now, if you ask me. But Nicki's is still up there as well and is very culturally relevant. And 
makes good music, has a couple of good hits right now. I hate that I like the new song that she did with 6ix9ine because 6ix9ine is complete garbage, trash human, and does not deserve to be supported in any endeavor that he does. But, well, that song kind of goes. Anyway, that's my follow-up. That's my recap to some of the things that we hit on last week. And um, guess what? I've got a guest for you today. Now, the guests that you've heard from so far, these were all Club Cool guys. Maybe you've seen them. Maybe you've heard of them. They kind of they they they're bringing insights similar to mine. Very interested in some of the same things, like the you know the sneaker culture and 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 the resale market and all of that. And today, I've got a guest that I think is going to bring some different insight to what we're talking about, fashion and style wise. He is the perfect guest to help me answer some of the questions that I'm finding difficult to answer. And he's also got just a crazy thing that he's doing that that's what we're going to start talking about. I'm here, my guest, it's producer Micah. Wow. Thank you for that introduction, Barrett. It's great to be here. I really happy to have you on V6, Micah. I got to talk to you first and foremost. And uh, let me say, I've enjoyed the show very much. I've been here. I've tried not to uh, speak, <laughs> which I, I don't think the uh, listeners have heard me, but I, I have been producing the show. I've been enjoying it a lot. I feel really good about what's uh, what's what you're building here. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate it. Um, Grand X is doing a little something with one of our sponsors, actually, with Onnit. And it's called Chump to Champ. You have been training for how long now? Yeah, going on about uh, three and a half months with on it, and you're going to it. you're going to fight. Well, it's an exhibition. I'm sorry, you're you are going to exhibition. Yeah, I, I against will be facing a professional cage fighter, a professional cage fighter in a uh, we'd call it a sparring environment. Okay, um, in an exhibition. Yeah, I, it's called Chump to Champ. Basically, I, I came off the couch um, three and a half months ago. I've been training Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu, and we're going to have a you know, a, a big event at on it. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, if you want to see and hear more about it, there's a couple ways. Let me quickly plug that. And then we'll, we'll talk about the other stuff. Every Monday, there's a new video at on it.com slash chump. O N N I T.com slash chump. Uh, we, there are two videos released right now. They're sort of like short form documentaries, kind of like a UFC embedded. If there are any fight fans out there, uh, but sillier, and dumber <laughs> and then uh every friday you can follow along with what we talk about on these podcasts on chump to champ the podcast feed so you just search uh chump to champ wherever you get podcasts new episode coming friday uh should have some good stuff for you there how so, many of those how many of those podcasts have you done so far uh just just one okay just one from last friday there's a new one coming this week and um, what would what, you guys talk about in the first well one? the first one we sort of uh we played the the best clips from last week when we introduced this on Touching Base okay. on Ross Boland. So if you're not too familiar with the Grand X Network, which you probably are if you're listening to Grand X Labs, but we kind of sh- uh, do some of the, the best segments. Like today, so coming Friday, uh, this morning on Backdoor Cover, we had my opponent, Sean Clements. So we'll have a, the best of that clip. Uh, we'll be on the be- Chump to Champ feed. In the future, we might have some more PTI kind of segments. So it's cool. Check were, it out. Were you in here producing for Backdoor Cover? I with, was. It was uncomfortable. Sean? I bet. I, I did bet. not have a microphone, and uh, <laughs> they made some threats towards were you, me. And were you, I mean, were you guys just reaching over the table trying to choke each other out yet? Not yet. 
but that's that's going to happen later. You weren't just trying to ex- <laughs> exhibition each other right here not, on the spot. Not, no, not not here in the <laughs> stew. Uh, but yeah, you know, it, uh, a part of it is is I am facing this professional fighter. I'm also uh, on it for people who who aren't familiar. They're uh, the total humanization human total human optimization company. Hard, easy for me to say. And um, they have a, a world class gym. They make all sorts of supplements and foods. Uh, really good stuff. If you're interested in checking those out, you should do that too. One more time, onit.com slash grandex, like grandex labs. You can get a free sample of Alpha Brain, which is something I take every morning uh, for my training. But yeah, I've been training with world class uh, people, including uh, UFC fighter Andrew Craig, who's your fraternity brother. That's in right. Fact, former That's right. UFC fighter. Yes. Uh, who's a really great dude. And um, yeah, Kyle Kingsbury, they've got a bunch of really like world-class athletes nfl guys are always stumbling in and out of there and and uh, I, I was in there with jamal charles the other day really good. yeah that's cool yeah jamal he's uh, unemployed at the moment but he's <laughs> he's he's holding it down on it just like i am but anyway so as as this has gone along i i had been i had done some activities but i i, I had some some issues i hadn't been running you know in the past i'm like most you know millennials it, i had a, a phase a three or four year window where i ran a bunch of half marathons and uh, I got plantar fasciitis, and you know it's harder to be active when you're a little older. So I put on some pounds uh, over the course of this this training. I'm down uh, almost 30 pounds now, uh, and hopefully have a few more to go before August 31st. So um, I'm glad that we're here to talk about because I, yeah, I have had yeah. some legitimate challenges trying to figure out um, you know what to wear and how to get you know what to to not wear and all that stuff. What, real quick, I, I got to know, and you, you, we should tell the people, what is your favorite on it supplement to, to get optimized? Uh, that's a good one. Um, the Alpha Brain is really good. The one that I really like is Shroom Tech Sport. Okay. Shroom Tech Sport is, I don't believe it has caffeine. It's sort of their pre-workout supplement, but it's not one of those, you know, Jack 3D, for lack right. of a better term. It doesn't get you itchy. It just really helps on focus. Okay. Uh, it's also... Uh, I, when I asked Liv, she was like, that's the one thing we make that I can't live without. Gotcha. So that's uh, Shroom Tech Sport, which I really like. I really like. You take it 45 minutes before uh, any exercise, and and it's easy to take pills, all that stuff. And then so. what what's what has been your favorite training activity or style or what's what's been awesome to... Yeah. What's your most... What's, what's your favorite workout? What's your most... What's most fun? Well, I'm right now. I'm spending somewhere around uh, you know thirteen to fifteen hours a week over it on it. So I know everyone there, uh, and uh, I've been doing Muay Thai classes, which is you know a, a Thai kickboxing mm-hmm. discipline as well as jujitsu, uh, which is you know more of a, a ground based martial art. Um, but they have classes that on it called durability classes, and they're sort of I won't say they're like yoga because I've been doing yoga along with it as well. Um, but it's, it's a lot of stretching. It's like, you know, when you, when you go real hard at the gym for three or four weeks, sometimes you just like, you walk into the gym and all you want to do is like lay down on the mat and mm-hmm. stretch and yes. find like the roller and like, absolutely. Uh, you know, and you look down and you're like, I just spent 30 minutes like laying on my back. I don't, why did I even come into the gym? You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yes. That's what these classes sort of are. They're an hour long. And the first half is like, we do a lot of stuff with tennis balls where you uh-huh. sort of like, uh, push down on, on muscles and, and get the soreness out. It's kind of like doing stuff that you could do at home, but you wouldn't. Right. And uh, the coaches are really, really good at getting plugged in on all that stuff. And, yeah, that sounds and incredible. And it's like a real – those classes especially are like real passionate. Um, Christian is one of the coaches over there, and he's always 
like his personal brand is about building the durable athlete and it involves stretching and and um yeah it, it's really cool uh it's you know they're they've got a lot of um and what, what, what are those classes over there? called again? What you Durability. Call Durability. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel very bored at the gym recently. I just, you know, haven't mixed it up in a while. And I've definitely been doing that thing that you say where you just, you're like, oh, I'll get a roller. And the next thing you know, it's been 25 minutes and you've just been Yeah. And it's <laughs> really the, the best ground. thing you can do too. But, <laughs> but sometimes you need uh, it. Yeah. yeah. You need it. So it's been, been good. So like a lot of high end impact stuff with the Muay Thai and the kickboxing or in, and the jujitsu, which surprisingly hurts much more. I'm always much more sore after a tough day of jujitsu than a tough day of kickboxing, even if we're sparring. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting as much durability classes, I've been doing this striking and conditioning class there. They have all sorts of stuff with kettlebells and steel maces and all sorts of crazy shit that I'm I kind of try and steer clear of uh, for the time <laughs> being. But uh, yeah, it's a really cool community. If you're in Austin, definitely check it out. And you know they sell supplements online and everywhere else. Aubrey Marcus is is their founder, so. For uh, those in Austin, if they want to see you exhibition this guy, same same URL to find tickets? Yeah, chump to chan- or, uh, um, let me start over. Onit.com slash chump. You can see tickets available there. There's a countdown uh, to the event. And uh, for those in Austin, we'll probably launch this by the end of the week. We will have tickets available for a weigh-in event the previous Friday, August 24th, at the Grand X headquarters. Which will be played by our legendary DJ, DJ Duds. Yeah, DJ Duds in the house. A.K.A. Barrett Dudley. Right. We'll be DJing, we'll spinning. Maybe some of you out there have heard Micah and I talk about uh, Jersey Shore on on Thursday. Yeah, of course, Thursday. People have said that I'm I'm a lot like DJ Pauly D when it comes to, uh, to getting behind the ones and twos. Yeah, it's exciting. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's going to be a really fun event. It'll be open to the public, and and we'll we'll have uh, more on that to come. Just check out on com slash chump, and uh, there that pretty much concludes our uh, yeah. our rundown. Okay, well, this is a perfect segue to some questions that I've been getting though. First, can you give me the give me the tail of the tape if you don't mind? How tall are you? How much did you weigh? Where what are you at now? What do you want to be at? Do you mind getting that specific? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, when I first weighed in, I was like at, uh, I started weighing in about a, a month or two before I started training and I, at my highest, I was at two thirty seven and a half. and a half, okay. which is a lot for a guy my size. I'm like five, nine and three quarters. Okay. Possibly five, ten. Yeah. But close to five, ten. <laughs> um, and so I, I was mostly just fat. Uh, you know, like I've, I've got big legs and I'm like, I, you know, I, I've got a big chest and I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty stocky built but i was i was fat so now i this morning i was at 210.5 the goal is to get to 205 in the next uh two and a half weeks which i think should be easy if we do like a real dramatic weight cut i mean i could probably lose 10 or 15 uh if i just spent like the next two weeks in the sauna and, right in the bathtub but that's not really the goal so the goal all along has been 205 uh, i think we're gonna get there which is great and uh you know, and after it's, people keep asking, what am I going to do after it's done? After it's done, I, I probably won't do as much. I, I want to continue to, you know, I'm in a much better physical condition than I was before. Right. Uh, hopefully my plantar fasciitis holds up. I can start running a little bit more. And uh, there are other things I want to do. But, you know, ideally, I think my perfect weight is probably somewhere around 190, 185, okay. 190. If I were to, you know, if I, if I gave it another six months at this pace, that's right. probably where right. it would be. So. That being said, I mean, I've always been kind of an, I've always been an XL guy. Um, 
when I was up at the at my heaviest, I was you know really pushing that. Like it, it's depressing when you're like, <laughs> I can't wear a double X. That's just brutal, and you know an X just doesn't look good on you anyway. So, um, I did slide into a large shirt the other day, and I I felt pretty good about it. Uh-huh. Uh But really, like. It's just exciting to be back in like polo. For me, I don't know why. Like, there's always polos that like shrink a little bit, right? And right. like, you when you try them on at the store, they fit. Yes. And then after you wash them a couple times, they shrink up. And those are the ones that like go to the end of the closet when yep. I put on five pounds. <laughs> you're like, uh, I can't really do that. Yeah. Anything in like a knit fabric that's not kind of that poly dry fit tends yes. to kind of yeah, tighten it's, up. It's been really great it. to like go yes. back to the polos that were like three years old in my closet that I keep hanging on to. I'm like, yeah. Ah, yeah, now I got something I can you know, like go to the grocery store in on a Sunday, right? right. Uh, which that's 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 fantastic. That's all I'm looking for, really. So I've I've been fielding questions, a lot of them actually, from guys that are bigger. For example, Robert, he says he's a stockier guy, right about right about your size, five ten, two hundred pounds, with bigger legs. Robert says I can't seem to find pants or shorts that work well. I'm also looking for both t-shirt and sweater or sweatshirt wrecks for a guy my size. Maybe something a bit more dressed up too. What what's you sound like you're like you're pretty similar size as Robert here. What what are some of your go-tos? Yeah, you know, pants are uh can be a challenge for for guys like even when I'm in really good shape, I've got big stocky legs. Um uh, and and big calves. So finding Yeah, you got some dad calves. Yeah, Just and so sculpted Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Finding jeans or slacks that really work or can be a challenge. Um, I've always liked bonobos mm-hmm. for their pants. It's not a very creative answer. I know a lot of people do that. Um, you turned me on to Levi's five hundred one CT jeans and five hundred one CT stretch, which I don't think they make anymore. At least hmm. you can't find on the Levi's website. Okay, because uh, I like them. I've got two pairs. I've got one pair of stretch and one pair of, of regular ones. And um, yeah, that five hundred one CT that I that I kind of put you on to. The reason I did is because Levi's started doing some fits that are have that top block, you know, around the seat and the waist that are a little bit roomier. But then the CT referred to like the taper from the knee down to the ankle. Custom and and yeah, custom and taper, something like that. So, and I've been noticing that on just on kind of marketing emails that I get from Levi's. That they're still really doing a lot of tapered stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I, I've seen a lot of styles similar to that, but I think they've either changed the name or, or discontinued something. Yeah, they, or they're yeah. not messing with the five hundred one number necessarily. But if if that's kind of, I think that's a it's a good place to start because the jeans are well priced. There are just a ton of fits, and they do offer some of the stuff that's kind of roomier up top but still offer some of that taper so that you're not just swimming in like a big pair of of baggy jeans yeah yeah you you can't do that that's the one thing i've learned since i've been working here in the last three three plus years it's it's like you really you can't just be the guy in the big the big jeans anymore you just can't do it you don't have to spend a whole lot of money but you gotta you gotta look for something that fits um you know i'm i think my legs look good and so I like a shorter inseam too. Mm-hmm. And I'm also, you know, this guy's 5'10", 200 pounds. It's about, you know, where I'll be here in a little while. Um, you know, if you've got good legs, show them off. I, I like a, a five or six inch inseam. Five is a little cartoonish, sure. really. But like a six inch, anything nine is way too big. And it, it's still surprisingly hard to find these shorts 
shorts that reach that you know that mm-hmm. that do that bonobos again my the favorite pair of sort of like you know it's summertime shorts to wear out um they make like a five and a six inch uh inseam that look good and, and like i always send my stuff to the cleaners and so i can wear them and they look you know crisp and and good whereas if you're talking about something like a chubby's which is fine and you know right. fun to walk around in but you know that's really you kind of you look like a clown with a a, a uh, elastic waistband pair of shorts on the the elastic waistband here i'll let's talk about that the elastic waistband shorts they seem to really really be having a moment in fact um you know i i, I think it was it there's some chubby's influence there's some athleisure influence for sure and then I, I just everything is so casual in general right now. Mm-hmm. It's also easier to sell an elastic waistband short because you only need to offer four, five, six max sizes, right? Instead of offering everything from like a twenty-eight to a thirty-eight and a fixed waist, in, uh, fixed waist si- sizing. I, from what I've seen with Chubby's, and I'm, I think Chubby's does some really good stuff. They're chino style elastic waistband shorts don't seem to hold up super well mm-hmm. kind of in the way that in that you're saying they're just very casual very kind of worn in yeah. looking which is fine i i like they, a little bit real, dressier not real crisp yeah um i'm you know i'm i've talked at length about the j crew five inch seven inch or i'm sorry seven inch and nine inch shorts which work really well for me i know it's tough for some of you guys out there that do have you know bigger trunks or you're you squat a lot and you've, you've got the the bigger thighs mm-hmm. because maybe to get the right fit in that area you have to go to a waist size that's that's too big ryan for example here he says you know he squats often he has large thighs he's even he even says i've tried the bonobos athletic fit pants you mentioned and can't even fit into those with the appropriate waist size however he's specifically looking for short shorts but at a bit of a lower price point, five to seven inch inseam. He also says that he typically shops at department stores like Macy's and Kohl's, and he balks at buying stuff online because it's much easier to find something that fits when you can physically try it on. Okay. Well, are you? Do you shop yeah, online? I do, and actually, um, I, I just trashed elastic waistband shorts. I'm wearing a pair of elastic waistband shorts. Uh, that I bought, and I believe it's like the Amazon Home brand. These are cheap too. I want yeah. to give them a try. I think they're called Good Threads or something. Okay, it's uh, like an Amazon, and these are short. Um, they're linen, and uh, you wouldn't really notice that they have an elastic waistband. I actually took them to the cleaners, and they they look very sharp. Um, so this, like, I I understand uh, the hassles of buying things online, but if you get an Amazon Prime membership. Like it is, it's too easy to buy basics, and if they don't fit, just send them back. I mean, like free returns, free shipping, all that stuff. Two days. It, it's hard for me to to imagine how I would operate with staples in a way that doesn't include Amazon at this point. Right. And I know it's right. more, you know, to me, I don't want to go to a Kohl's or you know, if 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 that's where where my budget is. Right. You know, I mean, obviously, we're all Nordstroms guys Mm -hmm. you know around here that that's the best thing in my mind if i'm going to walk into a department store that's where i want to go but there have been times i'm straight out of school like you look for kohl's you look for a macy's whatever it is for me like there's just nothing worse than walking through a place like that where the staff isn't educated 
you're not you're going to have to fight to find a five inch inseam. Like it's just going to yes. be you're going to be searching the, for your life. And 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 for me, the thing that that always surprises me is if I go to like a a nicer independent kind of boot, men's boutique. For some reason, they almost never have a shorter uh, inseam. A lot of times, you'll go in there and you'll find a pair of shorts, but they're nine inches, and they'll, oh, we'll tailor them. And now you now you're in two hundred bucks on a pair of khakis <laughs> that you want to wear to the bar and spill beer on. Right? You know, it's it's a little it, it's tough for me. So I've had some success with the uh, the Amazon Basics okay. uh, branded stuff that they normally have sales like once a month. Uh, that's how I sort of got onto it. They had a bunch of stuff on Amazon Day, obviously, but I also bought uh, linen, especially. I bought a couple of shirts, uh, Amazon Basics linen shirts, and got compliments on them, and they really fit well and seem, you know, pretty solid for twenty or thirty bucks. That's, what about? Uh, pretty any, have you tried any of their tees? Yes, uh, but I'm not really much of a t-shirt guy. What do you, you usually rock a polo? Yeah, I, I normally have a collar on. Okay. Uh, okay, unless I'm wearing a free t-shirt from On It. Shouts any any experience with button, optimized friends. button downs, dre- dressier shirts that that have fit? Yeah, fit you well. I'm tricky here because I almost never fit off the rack, mm-hmm. and uh, I've worked with uh, with somebody from uh, Jay Hilburn, which okay. is uh, you know I guess what is the multi level marketing kind of deal. Um, but you work sort with a personal of. stylist. Yeah, there's some level of that. I wouldn't throw it quite into an ML, MLM. It pot. yeah, it seemed. It sounds sketchier than it is. <laughs> Let me just say I've had great success with because uh, they're not asking you Hilbert. to sell it, right? Yes, yeah, of course not. Maybe you get a referral discount well, uh, yeah. or something, but I don't even know if that's the case. But um, I've had a lot of success with them over the over the past several years. Uh, Jay Hilburn, they do custom. They start with just custom shirts. Now they've got the whole line of men's apparel. Yes, and basically you meet with a, a stylist, and uh, they measure you. They do everything. Totally measured, totally customizable, and uh, you know my my stylist uh, still she'll send me an email every month or two like, hey, we got these on sale. You need a new shirt, whatever it is. And for me, for a button down, that's it's that's worth that's a that's a nice thing worth having. If you're gonna have a shirt, um, you know, a lot of people we don't we work in a very casual environment, but if you're in a in a, even a business casual environment where you got to wear a button down every day, having Three or four of those that fit well uh, is is absolutely something worth investing in. And even if you wear them for two, let's say you take care of them, you take them to the cleaners, and you wear you wear a shirt for two or three years, it's going to justify that cost um, to to look sharp. I, I I agree with you there. Uh, the, look on postgradproblems.com later this afternoon. I've got another column releasing about some interesting ways to kind of affordably update your wardrobe i released a piece a couple of weeks ago that kind of highlights why i like some of the mall brands and still shop some places like j crew bonobos club monaco uniqlo that type of thing on this next piece i'm focusing on what basically what i'll call disruptors and there are brands that have basically tried to cut out overhead and middlemen and offer you Slightly more size-specific stuff cool. at better prices. So so look for that, and then we can kind of recap the brands that I talked about at a later episode. I just wanted to kind of touch on... Uh, Ryan mentioned Macy's and Kohl's, and then you talked about it a little bit. I, I went into a Macy's last year at some point looking for a pair of Levi's jeans because I wanted to try something mm-hmm. on in person. And it is just an utter disaster in there. 
It's like it's, oh yeah, Macy's is depressing. It's like watching. I don't know. It's kind of how I imagine it. They're a dinosaur. You know, it. It's watching the brontosaurus in Jurassic yeah. World go up in smoke when the meteor hits. You know what I mean? It's like it's, well, the meteors hit. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, I bought some stuff there last year for our Christmas party. I was looking for a ridiculous outfit, of which I found. Sure. Um, but I was looking for like a red suede jacket. And it's just, it's depressing. It is man. depressing. It, like the, Macy's the, is one of America's great brands. I know. And the, you know, they just, the, everything feels so dated. The lighting is wrong. The ceilings are too low. The people in there don't care. The dressing rooms are gross. It's been a couple well, of years. Well, as soon as you get in there, you realize like, Man, this is a crazy business model. Like, look at all the inventory. The inventory they have is here. insane. So, Ryan, I it is difficult to kind of condition yourself to having to wait for stuff, to having to send stuff back, to have that hold on your credit card, which I know is annoying. But I I based on your question, I actually went and looked at Kohl's.com just to see kind of what they had. And there is some stuff out there on the website that looks interesting. You know, the problem is all the stuff that I kind of thought was cool and like, oh, maybe maybe I could try this pair of uh, there's a brand called Croft and Barrow Barrow that does some interesting shorts, some kind of more utilitarian, almost like camp style shorts that I thought were cool. I, I, I know this is almost blasphemous, but they're like there's it's kind of like a cargo that I actually thought looked pretty tight anyway. None of this stuff is carried in the Kohl's that I can go to. And that's the other problem with these stores is that their online inventory is so much better. So even if you do go into a Macy's or Kohl's, they don't have what you're looking for. They don't have the best stuff. They don't have the range of sizes. So just find the places that have the best shipping and return policies. Kohl's, I know because I looked, does free shipping at $75 and then free returns and you can even return in store which is super quick <laughs> yeah, that's and effective nice. so i mean that's that's what i would do they do have some lower price stuff we mentioned a tailor already for the inseam what i always have a problem with is i cannot find golf shorts like technical golf mm-hmm. shorts with the right, right inseam they all seem to be 10 inches or more this is a million dollar market that somebody yeah. is somebody is... is going to tap this and just absolutely crush mm-hmm. it because i can't tell you how many dudes i've talked to that are like where are the short golf shorts at man I'm not. They don't have to be chubby short. Just a, a seven inch inseam yeah, or something. Eight inch reasonable. inseam. So I take them into the tailor, and that's a shortening an inseam is is a pretty cheap fix. That's big, mm-hmm. it's just a regular hem. It should not cost more than thirteen or fourteen dollars. If and that's if you're in like a pretty big city. If you're in a smaller town, it's you're probably looking at yeah. ten bucks. And then, you know, Ryan, for for your for yours, like if you have that kind of just uh, you know shape that's hard to fit off the rack you might have to get the shorts with the bigger waist and have the waist pinched i know this is this is stuff that is annoying because it adds time and it adds expense but putting in a little bit of extra effort and money 12 15 dollars to have the have to get the inseam you want to have the waist fit you right it's definitely worth it in the end um you know whatever that means for you and your budget whether you only get two pairs of shorts instead of four like You'd rather have two that fit better. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's a great thing to do, too, is is figure, you know, what I like about uh, being able to find stuff on Amazon or wherever it is with good shipping return policy is, you know, find something that works. Find, you know, have try five or th- six things 
and then send them all back except for the one that works and get one more of those. You right. know, have have two things that work, even if they are expensive. Um, and that's a good point. As as you do get into the online stuff, and the more you try, the more you'll know yeah, what it's, works it's and what doesn't. It's just a lot easier once so, you kind of so dial it in. So even though you're kind of throwing the spaghetti at the wall at the beginning, you, you kind of learn what's going to work and what doesn't. You mentioned Amazon. I did just want to bring that up because that's going to be hit or miss for sure. In that price range... It's just kind of the old saying, like you usually get what you pay for. It's true. Sometimes you can find like like the linen shorts that that Michael likes. I'll get him to send me a link. I'll post it for y'all. Sometimes you hit, sometimes you miss. Will just tried a twenty dollar pair of pants on Amazon Basics, and he said they were awful. The sizing was wrong. The quality was crap. So that's when when you're in that lower price range, you also just have to. Yeah, it's a give and take. I mean, yeah, uh, you're, you know, you're gonna he, get some stuff that's. It sucks. Yeah, these shorts, uh, they're, it's called 28 Palms. I will send you the link. But they have like a drawstring. They're really not my ideal shorts. <laughs> but they're pretty comfortable, so I like them. Um, you know, it's it's just uh, finding what you like and, and and finding what looks good. And yeah. and and really, the other thing about Amazon is you just got to gotta go out there and give it a shot. Sure. Because sure. it's so easy to, to return stuff, especially if you're a little a little afraid to do so. Robert, Ryan, I hope that Micah and I have helped you a little bit here today. If not, send me another DM, email me with more specific questions. And if some of you other guys that are kind of in this size range have good suggestions, send those to me too. And I'll I'll follow up either on a column on, on PGP or on a later episode of Club Cool. And uh, and I'll, I'll share those with y'all too. Speaking of following Club Cool, make sure you're following us. On Instagram and Twitter, it's at Club Cool Pod. We're posting a bunch of stuff on Instagram every day, and I'm using the Twitter more as like a place to share links. That's where I'll post uh, these these shorts that Micah mentioned. If I'm finding good deals on sneakers or something, I'll I'll post them on the Twitter account as well. That's at Club Cool Pod. Can we talk about sneakers for just a minute? What it wouldn't be a Club Cool Pod if we didn't right. at least mention sneakers one time. So we have uh, we have quite a bench uh, we have a bunch of uh sneaker heads here in the office they're mostly the people you heard on the club cool roundtable two weeks ago i would not consider myself a, a sneaker head but just a, a quick story when i first started working here i wore boat shoes every day because i thought oh yeah we work at a frat blog like we poo-pooed boat shoes last week right <laughs> uh and and let me tell you i poo-pooed them because they destroyed my feet I, ah. I had no idea i wore i had two different pairs that i bought when i moved here i'm like oh i'll have mat you know different pairs uh, within six months, I'm like, why do I have plantar fasciitis? Why do my feet hurt? And I realized, oh, my shoes have no arch in them at all. None. So I have become a sneaker wearer. I won't call myself a sneaker head um, because of this. Like we we live in, we work in a casual environment where I can wear sneakers every day. So I like to wear a different pair. That's kind of how I like to operate. I am the king, the self-proclaimed king of the $40 and under sneakers. <laughs> okay. I love um, on Twitter, the account's called Fat Kid Deals. It's amazing, the, the sneaker deals that you can catch every day of the year. There are sneaker deals. Nike.com has awesome deals and great service, great repairs to or returns as well. Absolutely. Um, Nike actually does 30 days, any product or almost any product. You, you get to test it, man. You buy some sneakers or some shorts or a tee from Nike, you wear it for 30 days. If you hate it, you can send it back within the 30 days. And they really take care. Like, if you sign, you sign up for a Nike Plus account, which is yeah, free. It's free. It's unbelievable the 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 level of uh they'll just take care of you one time i bought a pair of shoes i i guess they were the wrong size or they didn't fit i sent them back 
and the they were like, oh, we're out of that color. And I was like, well, could I get them in this color? And they're like, oh, that colorway is actually like $180, but since you're a Nike Plus member, we'll send it to you. So I have I have some sneaks that I probably shouldn't have afforded. Wouldn't have fit in that forty dollar uh, that forty dollar thing. But that's been really fun I, uh, for me anyway. Is just like I've, I just bought two pairs of Nikes yesterday. Actually, one that are black and silver or black and gold, which I can't wait. Which I'm going to wear on Spurs like Spurs games. And then I bought another pair that were like blue and black and silver like cowboys colors okay so you'll you will see those tomorrow for uh, the first preseason game well, okay i'll be right. walking around in custom sneakers and and i they both arrived and it, my total with tax was like 82 dollars. okay i know y'all are dying to see these things we're gonna post these these shoes as well for you guys you will see this but yeah the, like that's been it, it's fun i i like uh kenja deals which is owned by De- whoever owns Deadspin now, whatever okay. uh, Gizmodo Group, whatever they're calling themselves, Kenja Deals always runs uh, good stuff. I bought some crazy New Balances there one time, and uh, Fat Kid Deals on Twitter okay. is worth worth checking out. I'm glad you actually mentioned these because I- I've got two to add. Check out StyleForum.net. Go to their streetwear and denim section, and the pinned thread at the top is the official sales alert thread, and. If you want to kind of like, now this isn't going to be bargain basement, you know, searching through the bin type deals. But if you're looking for just kind of kind of constant updates about who's running deals where and the kind of contemporary mid-range to higher fashion stuff, that's something that you should pay attention to. And then also there's a subreddit called, uh, I think it's like backslash frugal male fashion. If you just Google frugal male fashion, this will pop up. And that's that's definitely a place to kind of poke your head in for just I mean all sorts of clothing deals all over the web. The you know it's Reddit, so the breadth of knowledge in there is is wide and far ranging, and and you'll you know you'll find uh, don't, some don't stuff. go too deep into the yeah, rabbit hole, to, yeah. but you'll find some stuff there. Yeah, yeah. Make one wrong turn, and suddenly you're on four chan. So just be careful out there. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I I bought a couple polos yesterday that I think it was GQ. Might have been Esquire, one or the other. Uh, follow both of them. It's kind of funny how much stuff I'm buying via via Twitter at this point. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's sort of just when things come across my come well, across. That's where but, we'll post some links as well. We're talking about online shopping. Shipping has come up several times. Sometimes we need to ship stuff too. And when that need arises, we go to stamps.com. Yes, I mean you can practically get everything on demand these days just like you listen to podcasts whenever you want when it's convenient for you that's how easy shipping is now too all you need is stamps.com to get your postage on demand stamps.com gives you access to all the surfaces of the post office right from your desk right from your computer you buy print real u.s postage it's available 24 hours a day seven days a week and if you sign up stamps.com even gives you a digital scale this was the biggest thing for me. I, you got to have the scale. I, I, as I've said on this podcast, I like to sell. I like to sell stuff online. Sell lightly used clothing and shoes. The problem is when it comes time to ship, you don't know how much that weighs, and that's then you're guessing. You're kind of estimating. You might overspend by shipping that you don't really need. So that's that's really what this uh, what stamps.com. That's that's been the biggest thing for me. So right now, use Labs for this special offer. It's a four-week trial. It includes postage and the digital scale. You just go to stamps.com, and at the top, there's a little radio microphone. You click that, and then you type in labs. 
So just go to stamps.com, click the microphone, and enter L-A-B-S Labs. Check it out. Hey, if you're looking for a new sports podcast from three guys who don't know a whole lot about hockey, man, have we got the show for you. But we know a good time. We do. Backdoor Cover is the name of the show. You can subscribe on iTunes. Uh, in our most recent episode, I wore a hockey mask while we recorded. Dan is from Philly, and he's part of the show. I am part of the show. <laughs> I do hold it down for the uh, Northeast and the 610. Yeah, I don't know if that's a selling point. We talk about gambling a lot. Uh, two of the three of us have gambling problems. Backdoor cover Very on iTunes. serious gambling problems. Yeah, it's please listen. Please? Backdoor cover. Please. Subscribe to Backdoor Cover on iTunes. All right, I've still got producer Micah here. We talked a little bit about some, some labels and some ideas for, for finding clothes that fit. Now I've got some other listener questions that I wanted to address. So uh, we'll start with Nick. He says, hey, Barrett, just listened to the Club Cool podcast, and I'm already hooked. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Nick. Question for you. Just received the invitation in the mail for my buddy's wedding, and it states that the dress code is cocktail attire. I know that rules have shifted a bit over the years, so I was wondering what some moves are where I could stunt a bit without looking ridiculous. Wedding is beginning of September at a Newport, Rhode Island beachfront location. Ceremonies at church beforehand. Micah, you got anything for Nick here? Cocktail attire to me, anything involving uh, a wedding, uh, requires a jacket. Yes. I think that kind of goes without saying. I, I think your tie is optional. Um, my rule of, of thumb, basically in, in any style situation, but especially uh, if you're trying to stunt, is uh, you ha- you are allowed to wear one ridiculous, uh, uh, one flashy item. We won't say okay. ridiculous. If you want to wear a colorful tie, go for it. If you want to wear a, a pocket square uh, that's loud, go for it. Do not you get one and one only, uh, and and then you can also make sure that you're um, you know staying up. Like things like your shoes should be shined. Mm-hmm. You could wear, you know, loud. You can, shoes maybe not count, but like you've got to make sure that you look, those things work. That your shi- uh, sh- shine shoes, belts that match if, if you're a belt guy, those things kind of like go without saying. But that, in addition, you know, uh, tie bars I think are okay if you're, you're, if we're talking about weddings in general, but one item. I, you can't wear a loud tie with a loud checkered shirt underneath a jacket you just can't do it you can't do seersucker with a loud tie it's one or the other one pick one and and then look your best with all the little details you know wear wear a watch that that matches where you know have your shoes shined have have that that nice belt on whatever it is but one loud item is always my rule of thumb yeah so i'll just jump into some some basics for you also real quick just for for other wedding questions out there Black tie, if the wedding states black tie, that means that you need to wear a tux. If it says black tie optional, wear a tux if you have one. Yes. Don't go spend $200 to rent one. Just wear a dark suit and look relatively formal. Blue or navy? Blue, uh, navy or navy, dark gray. Or, I'm sorry, gray or navy or yeah. both. Did either one of those work? Yes. Is one better than the other in a, no. in a black tie optional situation? No, not really. Okay, whatever's yeah. darker, basically? I mean, yes, but if... but. There will be people in charcoal or gray suits at, at black tie optional yeah. for sure. And Na- you could, Navy's safe. Navy's if you're in the safe. Navy, could you wear a black necktie? If you want to. Yeah. But but when I, at, at weddings that I've been to where it's black tie optional, most of the guys that aren't wearing a tuxedo are pretty much in like 
what I would call just very um, business appropriate suits and ties. You know, so they're not they're not doing anything too too casual or too breezy yeah. or too yeah. you know what I mean too funky. Yeah. Okay. Below that, you have formal. Formal means that you need to wear a suit and tie. After that, it, it it's really kind of depends on location uh, and what the just the the wedding overall. If you see formal on an invitation, and then below that is the is this one is cocktail attire. And I think Micah nailed it. This just means that you need to wear a jacket. It doesn't necessarily have to be a suit. You can wear slacks and a coat. Your tie is optional. Just this is, but wear a jacket, look put together, look nice. I would also say, and and I'll run this by you for your thoughts on this. If you're at a wedding, you're wearing slacks. If If the rehearsal dinner says cocktail attire, you might be able to get away with blazers and jeans or a blazer and jeans. You can't wear jeans to a wedding. Oh, right. Don't, yes. I mean, obviously, this goes without saying, but I want to be clear because I've, I've seen this too too often. Cocktail attire means slacks. And if if you must it, at a, a rehearsal or something, you could probably pull off jeans. But really, you should be wearing slacks. Yeah. I don't know what the, the level below that is. Casual? It's, yeah, other stuff. Yeah. Beach casual. Casual, you yeah, know. Yeah, beach stuff's stuff, a little different. Yeah. But, uh, you know, September in Rhode Island you're probably not going to be dealing with significant weather. I mean, I, I would think it's... Pr- I mean, I it's guess it could be nice. cold, but it's probably pretty nice. Uh, that's that's what I would bet, too. So you're not hampered by any sort of weather constraints? I, I would doubt it. And I think that because it's beachfront, because it's still early September, because you'll still have some sun out, my move here is to go with a lighter weight, lighter colored suit. That's kind of, you know, mm-hmm. that's... Uh, I just recently got an uh, basically what's called an unstructured suit from j crew earlier this summer i actually i wore it's kind of light green and with some gray hues to it if you check out my instagram at barrett dudley there, there's a picture of me in it it you know it was for the the whole suit it was under 200 bucks i think i spent about 180 bucks and what's nice is that it it doesn't have any of the lining or padding that a more formal suit has so it looks more casual it looks more fun it's not as uh, professional looking, and it breathes much better. It keeps you much cooler. So that that's one thing to do is is wear a kind of you know beachier, more summery, lighter weight suit. Let's say you don't have that. You've just got kind of your 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 um your interview suit, navy gray, something like that, and you're just going to make it work for a wedding. I, I think the the fun things to do here are to. Check out the tiebar.com. That's where I sent you yep, for I a wedding a few months.com. Yep. Everything on here is super affordable. And there are, I mean, hundreds upon hundreds of options. Everything from little cool, very colorful tie bars in all sorts of colors, bunch of funky ties, great pocket squares, and everything from tipped linen to wool. Um, you know, you can do a patterned shirt under a suit. Just make sure that the tie is pretty subtle on top of that. Right. This might be a good place to to get some of the, I, I call them ped socks, but they're basically the super no-show socks mm-hmm. and wear with, with loafers or dress shoes. Yeah, especially if, if, if you're if beach you side, do, you kind of want that ankle exposed. If, if you want to do a little ankle exposed. Mm-hmm. Now, if you do that, you need to make sure, make very, very sure that the, your, the pants of your suit are cut right to do that. If if you've got a little, like a some baggier bottoms with a little bit of break in them, you need to wear socks. 
don't don't go sockless with that look. You need a slimmer pant with almost no break or even a slight crop if you want to do the uh, the the no show thing. They you know they just the pants can't really be baggy. Yeah, tie bar is awesome, especially. I mean, it, again, I I think Barrett and I are probably pretty similar here. I never wear a tie except like at a funeral or at a wedding. That's pretty much it. So it's kind of fun for me to go to the tie bar. Mm-hmm. You can go pick out. I I think they they I forget what it is, but all the ties are thirty bucks or less. Are there like 20, 25, 30, and then it's free shipping at 35. So you end up like, oh, I'll buy a tie bar that matches this tie right. or some cufflinks or whatever it is. And uh, and it's kind of fun. It's like, as I know I may only wear this once. Right. So why, you know, I don't, I, and I bought a handful of ties there over the years, but I don't know where they are. <laughs> so like they may not be the greatest uh, for long term use, but it's really, and you can match anything. It's, uh, it's a really cool site. I would definitely check that out. Um, to have some fun with a wedding yeah and and you know like those little things the little you know your your tie bar that matches your watch color uh you know that matches the the thing on your belt the on the hardware on your belt like those little things those just make you look sharp that doesn't make you look like you're trying too hard mm-hmm. necessarily so yes without uh, looking ridiculous that just makes you look sharp so yeah so it's it's all in these little kind of accessories and details where you get to have a little fun and add some flair. Uh, obviously, the other things to remember, suit's got to fit. Make sure it's tailored. You want a quarter inch of sleeve poking out from the uh, from, on the cuff. Uh, the pant style right now is basically no break or very little break on top of your shoes. Um, you know, groom your beard or shave just look well put together and i'll just reiterate i have been to a wedding and seen guys try to go all the way all we've all seen it yeah we've all kind of like the dude on the on the mentel all bachelor who was wearing those stupid ass high water pants see now that was those were that was like a uh, that was like a capri that was not a cropped trouser that was a yeah that was foolish and with the velvet loafers and it's just you pick one or two things here. Yeah. So don't do not do the lapel pin and a pocket square and a tie bar and a colorful watch and no socks. Like, you know what I mean? That's you just, you just pick wanna, an element. Yeah. Uh, and, you just want and a little something. Make sure everything, you know, like that's the difference between looking flashy and looking like a jabroni. Yes. And we, we've all been, like, I, I know I've done it at some point. Like, the first first time you go to a, a wedding for your college buddies and you're three years out, and instead of making 40 grand, you're making like 50 grand. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to look good. <laughs> I'm going to spend, I'm going to spend 50 bucks on a tie bar this weekend. You, it's just too much. You don't, you don't have to, you don't have to put it all out there at one time. Yeah. And I, I mentioned the, the pocket squares with, the, with cotton all the way to wool. Be seasonal about it. So for this September beachfront Rhode Island wedding, Pick something in cotton. Pick something mm-hmm. lighter colored. You know, it, it can look a little summery still, I'd say. Whereas if you're trying to do this at a January wedding or New Year's, maybe you go a little darker, something wool, more textural, that type of thing. All right. Hunter says, hey, B-Duds, quick question that I think you haven't touched on yet. I'm going to Vegas in a couple weeks and pool parties are definitely on the agenda. I have a few swimsuits, but they're mostly heavily patterned like Burmese and may not work in that scene. Should I go with a more solid option? It's looking at looking at some Caton quad trunks on Man Outfitters. Also, what about the top? Just a nice plain tee or low-key graphic tee? Thanks for any help you can provide to me. 
from looking like to keep me from looking like a doofus poolside. I don't want you to look like a doofus, Hunter. Nobody wants that. Uh, here's what I'll say. There there are really no rules at a Vegas or Vegas-style pool party. In fact, I think this is... I'm a little older, committed relationship, not really trying to look you know, super suave and dope at these things quite so much anymore. And I still want to look good, obviously. But I, I just... These are opportunities to have fun with what you're wearing. So I think loud trunks are perfect at a Vegas pool party. I mean, if, if anything, you want to be, you want to stand out, you want to be noticed at these things. And it's Vegas. So trust me, it's going to be really hard to look like a douche because there are going to be so many tatted up, fedora wearing, <laughs> jacked, you know, stunner shade bros there yeah I, I i totally agree with you i was thinking we're on the same wavelength here be a little loud with your shorts you're you're in vegas you know and you're gonna want to take <laughs> photos and you're gonna look ridiculous in them 10 years later when you look back at them mm-hmm. like that's okay and no matter how ridiculous you, how ridiculous you look you will not be the most ridiculous asshole at that pool party. absolutely not there, there's no chance so you know live a little this is the time to, to get creative with those shorts uh i totally agree I totally agree. There are assholes around you. They're going to be way worse. Yes. And there there will still be plenty of bros in knee-length, you know, board shorts. So yeah, with their boxers sticking out. Yes. Don't be that that's guy That's what either. to stick away from. Go for that shorter inseam pair of trunks, bright, loud colors. You know, our boy Dave, he likes to unbutton a ton of buttons. So I, I just recently went to a bachelor party in Scottsdale, mm-hmm. and we did the pool party thing on Saturday. So my move was... I wore the shortest pair of swim trunks that I have. They are super hot pink. They were they're like they were thirteen dollars at H and M. This was what you know. I don't often suggest H and M because the quality is not really there, and it, it tends to only fit a certain division of people, basically. But occasionally, if I want something kind of stupid and loud and crazy, I, you know, I'll pop in there and just see if they have what I'm looking for. So very loud, hot pink, short swim trunks. And then I did a completely unbuttoned Hawaiian. And I just, unless I, was, unless I was in the pool, I just had completely unbuttoned Hawaiian shirt on. So that's, you know, if, if, if I think that's a fun move, just have a, on a short sleeve button down. If, if your trunks are real patterned, then maybe you just want like a solid colored linen button down or something like that. If you go for those solid trunks, go loud Hawaiian style up top. Just keep that thing unbuttoned. Yeah, I I think that's a that's a great plan. If you want to look nice and put together, there's obviously nothing wrong with a plain t-shirt or graphic tee that looks good with what with your trunks as well. Um, one other kind of swerve that you can throw here is to uh, to not go flip flops. You will be walk. You'll still if you're in Vegas, you're still gonna have to walk through a lot of areas, a lot mm-hmm. of casino real estate. Uh, you know, so if you kind of want to like take that that whole look up a notch and and have it be more kind of pool party instead of just pool then just wear wear a pair of low-key sneakers whether they're vans or converse all-stars or you know supergas makes a great like beach and uh pool sneaker or something like that or even a pair of uh of slides of a you know is something that that kind of one step better than just your standard rainbow flip-flop Definitely. for example yeah uh, i think uh back to the tops too keeping something dry because as you said like you're going to be walking 
whenever that pool party ends, you're walking through the casino. Mm-hmm. And part of the fun of going to Vegas, going to wherever you're going, is that CNBC and like, you know, especially if you're listening to this, you probably care about getting a fit off. Mm-hmm. You don't want to look like trash walking through like That's true. your Hawaiian yeah. shirt wet from halfway down. <laughs> like make sure the material isn't, you know, if it feel it out, don't wear a, a crappy, a crappy, uh, you know, fully polyester shirt. That's going to just that you're going to be sweaty and wet and it's going to make you look like trash walking through the hotel. Yeah. All good suggestions there. Hunter, you're going to do great in Vegas. Have a good time, bud. And, and just one word on H and M. Baird and I talked about this off air, but it's not a store for for people like me and and the previous uh, <laughs> previous emailer from earlier. If uh, like we didn't have H and M in Austin, I always heard about H and M. They didn't sell online. It was kind of this mysterious brand. And whenever I'd go to places, I'd see an H and M in the mall or wherever I was. Whenever I'd go to Dallas, I'm like, oh, I should check this out. You walk in there, you're like, oh, twenty two dollars sport coats. Like, oh, this would kind of be kind of fun. It is shitty quality, but you expect that. And nothing fits. Like I could lose another sixty pounds and not fit in anything in H and M. So, uh, sorry about that. It is. It is all pretty trim. Yes. All right. I've got one more question from Spencer. Spencer says, "Wondering if you can talk about any tips for packing clothes while traveling." I'm tired of my clothes looking like wrinkled trash on vacation, but I'm not trying to spend forty-five minutes with a hot iron after drinking on the beach for eight hours. Well. Spencer, the the first thing that I'm going to recommend for you is a garment bag. This is an extra thing that you have to carry on to the plane. If you're driving somewhere, it's very easy. You just hang you just you throw your clothes on hangers into the garment bag, you hook them to the little thing on the in the back seat. If you're flying, this is an extra bag that you carry. So, my usual carry-on stuff is either a backpack or if I'm not checking a bag, then a little rollerboard and a, and my garment bag for the stuff that I don't want to get wrinkled and that I'm trying to keep in really nice shape. So this is kind of key for weddings and stuff. If you have a suit or a button-down mm-hmm. shirt and you're worried about there being no iron or no steamer or you know you're not going to want to take the time to do that in the hotel room. I've also ruined shirts with hotel irons because they had a bunch of shit on them or something. I don't know. Yeah. What, I don't yeah. know what. I've seen it's like that a nice hotel well. in Vegas sure. too. And I just Oof. like pulled out this iron, went to work on my shirt and had this like massive big black tar looking stain on it. And I was very upset. So I, I totally get that. So you can do, there, there are all sorts of these bags. What I use is basically, it, it's like as simple as they come. You, you put your clothes on hangers, you put it in this cloth bag you zip it up and then you can like hook the bottom to the top. Mm -hmm. But they make ones that are basically garment bags combined with little rollerboards or suitcases as well. So if you, if you do just want one bag, you can kind of look for one of these ones where you, where you, where you kind of lay stuff flat and then it kind of only folds twice. There's a, you know, just look around for garment bags online and you'll see what I'm talking about. But that's the best option for keeping like shirts and sports coats and suits um, not wrinkled and fresh and and looking like they did when you when you yeah. when you left. I've got a couple of uh, tricks that I like. One is I always ask if I'm if I'm going to be traveling and I know I'm going to wear three or four button downs. I will at, when I take them to the cleaners. I will ask them to be boxed, <laughs> and normally it, it's like an extra quarter maybe. Uh, instead of hung 
And so you go and they just take a box. And so your stuff is very neatly folded. It might take a little bit of steam or you could put, you know, do the shower trick. The shower get thing. The shower going. Yeah. But it's, if you're boxed, you're in a much better position than even if you're Martha Stewart trying to refold your stuff, it's going to be, uh, you know, cleaner that way. That's one thing I will always do. I've also spent hours on YouTube trying to figure out the best way to pack a suit. I don't know if you've ever fallen down I, that I've rabbit hole. Some, I've looked at some of those. There's, I just always go with the. I just always hang it and go with the garment the, bag. The answer is that uh, <laughs> the other the thing that I've learned that I thought worked best, and because you start seeing these like tailors from from Hong Kong and and from France, and they're telling you about how you take one arm and you fold it inside right. out and you cut it across, and you know <laughs> if you don't have the the garment uh, bag. If you take your your uh, suit or whatever to the cleaners, I keep talking about the cleaners. I'm a cleaners guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we learned earlier that Barrett and Phil don't wash their clothes. I take everything <laughs> to the cleaners. But uh, keep that suit, that jacket. Let's you know that that jacket comes in a plastic bag. Right. Keep the plastic bag and fold it. If you just fold it in half inside the plastic bag and then put it in your carry on if you're in a roller. Right. It will be noticeably better. Yes, and I don't know yeah. exactly what the science is, but I've done this, and this is sort of my go-to trick when I when I don't have uh, when I'm just taking a bag, and I don't want I've got a, a big garment bag that I inherited from my dad that weighs mm-hmm. eighty pounds, <laughs> so I probably need to just buy a new one. But that I found has worked a little bit better for suits, uh, and then the the you know the pre uh, pre boxed shirts works a little works for me. So I've got two other tips here. One, you kind of mentioned the the, bo- and then, the then, boxes. Sorry, the, the other thing is when you get to the hotel, if you're there for two nights, first thing you do, obviously, oh, pull is, out your uh, stuff. is, you know, that kind of goes without saying, but it's something to think about. Definitely. Because we all know, we all have friends that check in for a bachelor party and want to unpack their stuff. Yes. And like, bro, take one second and hang up your, your shirts. Yeah. If you do, do have stuff in your bag and you, and you, that you would like to kind of de-wrinkle right when you get into the room, pull it out hang it up two other things micah mentioned uh boxing from the cleaners well there are there are little uh packing tools which are these little zippered i love the packing cubes yeah packing cubes yes thank you that's one way to kind of section and cordon off various pieces of your suitcase or your roller board Mm -hmm. that should help a little bit and those then, are cheap too. Amazon Basics. You can get a, a yes. pack of three of those for eight bucks or something now. And then one other thing that I do they is... They work uh, to bring... Sorry to interrupt you again, but that's a good way to bring back dirty clothes sometimes. Yeah, I, I just oh, throw right. my dirty stuff in one of those so I know like, oh, this goes straight in the... Cl- you know, yes. This washed. And and then... <laughs> sorry, if you can hear that yell, there's a ping pong tournament it's going lit. on today. Uh, the last thing is uh, for tees and even pants, shorts, and then button downs... You usually do your fold at the shoulders and then you fold in the middle and then you stack like that. But if you do the if, if you if you do the fold at the shoulders and then you kind of lay it down on its front and then roll roll it into like a tube, that helps it that that you'll still you still might end up with those vertical lines in a shirt, but you'll avoid that big horizontal line that kind of cuts mm-hmm. you in half. And so you only you have two fewer you know wrinkles to worry about or one fewer wrinkle to worry about basically, and it just kind of keeps everything nicer. It's sometimes a way to save space. Oh yeah, I've always heard that that's that's the professional move for uh, you know flight attendants always roll roll yeah. 
And then uh, last thing, and now if you've got some really baked in creases or wrinkles, this won't work. But uh, once you've got something on, grab the blow dryer and you can, if you kind of stick it under your shirt and kind of just hold it there on, on some of the wrinkles, maybe even get the, where it's wrinkled a little bit wet first, not super wet, but just Mm -hmm. sprinkle a little bit of water on there and then use the blow dryer that can kind of basically steam slash dry slash iron out some of those wrinkles. That's what I got. Yeah. And I think your advice to not trust, uh, don't trust your hotel iron. Don't they're dangerous. You know, look for a steamer first. Yep. And you know, you also can, you know, if you're staying in a decent hotel, call the call the front desk, see sure, if they've they got might. a steamer, see see if they could help you. Um if it's important. So All right, guys. That is it for V6. Thank you to my guest, producer Mike. Barrett, it was a pleasure. Want to plug your your on it and your personals one more time? Yeah, so go to onit.com slash grandex to save uh 10%, get a free trial of Alpha Brain, then go over to onit.com slash chump. Follow me and uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Micah Weiner, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R. Thank you. Indeed. Make sure you're following the podcast at Club Cool Pod, Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe to Grand X Labs. Write a review. Rate us. Mention Club Cool Pod if you're really liking the stuff. Um, what else? Oh, if you have a question that you want me to answer on the pod, you can DM me on my personal accounts at Barrett Dudley on Instagram and Twitter. You can email me at barrett at grandex.co, or I'd love it if you call and leave a voicemail. The hotline is... That number is 833-CLUB-COOL. Just call in, leave your name, where you're calling from, and hit me with your question or uh, or, or subject prompt. I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear more of those. All right. We'll see you next week on V7.